Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But we still are too soft. We're too soft. And I, I don't know how other way to put it. Um, You're not strong! When we're a press man, now we got some guys that are getting after it. We got some guys that are just soft. You're silky boys! Silk comes from the butts of Chinese worms. Welcome to the Real Bucks Talk podcast. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Follow us at Real Bucks Talk on all social media platforms. I'm your host, Michael Plus, joined by my other host, Mark Ramirez, my good friend. How are we doing on this Monday? It's a loss Monday, not victory Monday. Right. And, of course, everyone is a downer on loss Monday. There needs to be a better word for that. But, I mean, Tampa fans are so... Up and down. We could be almost Super Bowl contenders one moment and then just fire everyone, it seems like. But to me, the way I looked at it was we just got beat by a better overall team. I mean, they may have not had as many playmakers or impact players as we do, but they just know how to use their players to their best benefit, and that's what a team does. 11 working as one something we talk about a lot on this podcast, and we just didn't do it. There were factors on defense that were glaring holes all over the place. And even on offense, there were times we could look like we couldn't do a wrong and we could just take over the clock and do whatever the heck we wanted to. And then there were moments where we just didn't know what the hell to do on third down. And then we didn't know what that the running game would work. And we'd like, oh, no, it's not going to work that many times. Let's, let's get away from it. But, hey, we lost the game. Was, we're still, again, a close game. Hey, look at the – box score we only lost by seven but truly we did lose by two touchdowns but again it's a better team better overall coach team that have been together for a while and they took advantage of that second half they took advantage of the scoring before the half and scoring right when they got out and that's the defense needs to do a lot of adjustments but <laughs> what do you what's your take yeah i mean it's gonna be very similar to yours i mean like i, I always say this is a week-to-week league and it, you know i was talking about last week how the bucks needed to to take that next step forward and get, you know, another win, um, you know, in a row and start building, you know, streak and stacking up the W's. And, um, you know, it just shows like this team is just, is just not there yet. They're not ready for, uh, the big dogs are not ready for the, the, the good teams right now. Um, and new Orleans is definitely one of those teams. New Orleans just executed much better at a high successful rate. Um, they were really good offensively. Their game plan was, uh, really smart as far as, you know, max protection, taking away our pressures, uh, taking away the pass rush. They double-checked Barrett. They made someone else beat up, beat them, and, and we just couldn't do it. 
Secondary-wise, we had a lot of mental mistakes. Uh, that's just been the case over the last three weeks. Guys just not in the right spot. Guys trying to do too much. Or if we're there and we have a chance to make the play, we're not making the play. So, you know, overall, I mean, I'm not too – I'm not upset about, you know, really the loss. Yeah, the loss hurts, but – this is why I get so frustrated at the Giants' loss because that loss magnifies yeah. even more. And that's why I talked about it so much when we lost to the Giants because it just puts you behind the eight ball. When you do go up against these good teams and you don't win, you know, then you have to, you just got to make up for it later on in the year. But with that being said, I thought, you know, offensively, you know, I agree with you. I thought the game plan, they could have ran the ball a little bit more. I thought 40 rushing attempts would have been the, the right way to go. But And then they didn't attack the middle of the field for whatever reason. Um, O.J. Howard and Cam Braid, I thought, were going to be big proponents. They had that one deep pass to O.J. Uh, to start the game and then just didn't go to him again after that, which which made no sense. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just got to get better. You know, hope they make adjustments. Again, they have a good opportunity this week against the Panthers if they can come back and, and win that game, be 3-3 three and three at the bye. So, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of in wait-and-see mode and, and see what kind of, um, you know, new things they're going to do. Yeah, I mean, to before we jump into fans' questions, I just wanted to say I, I kind of said in the beginning of the year about how this is going to be a learning process. And the defense came out guns a blazing, and I honestly think it's just because people weren't expecting this. They weren't expecting an attacking defense, and all of a sudden now they're like, "Okay, we understand what they're going to do, the basics of what they're going to do." And now people are attacking the spaces where, if you send in guys, this is where it's going to be open, mm-hmm. and that's where they just took advantage of us. And our young defensive core didn't really adjust to it. I mean, there were people late to spots. There was, if the guys are running wide open, I put one right before the podcast. That's because someone didn't know where to be. And they just jumped at the first guy they saw. And that that's a young defense. That's a team's thinking instead of reacting and not because they, if you knew where to be, you'd, you'd, you'd make a play on it. No one should be 10 to 15 yards free. Right. Okay. There should always be someone right next to it. That early in the season, it was like that because people were trying to pass short. Now they're starting to spread the ball around, and it's a product right there. I mean, this they just took advantage of it. What was Bridgewater? Eleven for eleven at one point. Yeah, or more was, thirteen of thirteen or something like that. He was on fire. Yeah, crazy after the interception. Jeez. <laughs> but I mean, we'll get more into it as we go over your guys' questions. So I'm happy to have our first audio recording in a while, and it's from. Nick V, Nick Vesadis, and let's hear what he had to say about this Buccaneer football game team. It was actually about the Carlton Davis call, so let's hear him out. Carlton Davis being ejected for doing his job and tackling someone is ridiculous. He got thrown out because their helmets collided. What do you expect to happen when you're playing football? That's going to happen. That shouldn't have even been considered a call. It makes the officials look like idiots. I just can't, I just, I mean, it's just so frustrating some of the calls that are being made here. Uh, another one that personally really gets to me is roughing the passer. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, unless it's a deliberate spear after the play is over, you can't call that. But why? It doesn't even make sense to me. I mean, I get it, but you're playing football, right? 
I mean, we need to really reconsider <laughs> how some of these calls are being made and for what. I just, I mean, it's it's unenjoyable to watch when you see that stuff and you're expecting a physical game. You the man, Nick. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, I didn't, I didn't understand either. I, you know, they have these new rules and, and targeting and you know, helmet to helmet and all that stuff. But you know, Carlton Davis is trying to make a football play. But hey, I mean, that's that's the league we're in now. Um, everything is, you know, enforced to protect these players and. You know, the quarterbacks especially, they get protected, except, you know, Jameis Winston who gets yeah. hit, oh, yeah. hit in the head all the time, no calls. I mean, we have offense linemen that get their heads shoved back um, in the face mask, and we get no no penalty there. So, yeah, I mean, the refs yesterday did us no favors. Um, but, again, that's going around the league. Um, it's happening everywhere in every game. You know, there's always some, you know, bonehead call. Uh, you know, we had the clear recovery on that fumble on the punt return. And of course, they, you know, they don't call it that way. Thankfully, we got the interception right after that. But it's just, um, I mean, I feel bad for Bruce Aarons. He's probably going to have a stroke on the field because <laughs> because of some of these calls. And uh, But, hey, it is it is what it is, unfortunately. Hey, to, to some of his points, the Carlton Davis thing, I looked it over again, in live action – that's bang bang. Right. He, he's on one guy and he switches quickly yeah. to run into this other guy. And he, he made a tackle. He put his arms around the guy yeah. and he ran into his chest. It just so happens the guy's head's coming down right. and his head's going down. Right. And they, he hits him in the front of his helmet. It's not like he head hunted right. and threw his whole body into his helmet. Yeah. He didn't do that. He hugged the guy. Mm-hmm. It just happened to be a good hard hit. Right. But I, I, based on the rules, would have flagged him. Yes, he did hit him in the helmet. Mm-hmm. Would have thrown him out of the game. Held to the no. Nah. But again, it it's like the Bucks just have this crap juju on them or something like that, mm-hmm. where they're just no. Nope. I mean, they did it with the schedule. They already shit on them with that, mm-hmm. and now they're doing it with flags. Uh, no calls. Yeah. No challenges accepted. I mean, even the VH three like that was terrible. He shoves him in the damn chest. Like you can clearly see VH three extending the arms. Yeah, clearly VH three gets stopped in his tracks, and then it's like, okay, we're just gonna keep playing. <laughs> it's so. stupid. I mean, I don't, I don't get what is going on. I hope they send in all these, all these mistakes that the refs make. Right. I mean, I know they're going to make some mistakes, but if you get to challenge it, fix your mistake. Right. <laughs> but but I, that's that's the Carlton Davis. Yes, I agree with him. That was he was making a football play. He didn't deliberately try and attack someone. Right. And then the roughing the passer. That's happening all over the damn league. I mean, did the Pittsburgh Steelers thing? That was that a flag or no? Where the guy got knocked the hell out? I don't know. No idea. I hope. I mean. <laughs> or Mason Rudolph was out, and then they, they decided not to have a damn cart to take him out, so he had to walk out. Fell some shit. But uh, still, I mean, like you said, Jameis Winston gets hit in the head almost any time someone gets in, gets close, and he gets away. Yeah. Then there should be a flag on every damn play. Right. <laughs> if someone farts near Tom Brady or Drew Brees, it's a flag. If someone seemed to have spit near his direction, it's a flag. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston gets his damn jock scrap ripped out. It's oh, it's okay. Let it play. It. I don't. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. I agree with him in the anger, but you got to play by the rules, I guess. Jameis needs to just throw his head at a hand, I guess, and then we'll get a call. <laughs> but let's move on. Thank you for the audio, Nick. 
Keep, guys, keep sending audios. I mean, it. it's cool to hear the emotion you guys actually have. Because, I mean, other otherwise, it's just me reading you, reading your your paragraph or your, your sentence or whatever, and I may not just do it justice. <laughs> I want you all to do it. <laughs> but let's move on. This is from Rob Dunlap. This is from at Beef Tongue on Twitter. He says, good evening. He goes, okay, so the game was rough. Here's what I noticed. He has a couple of points here. Truck, few points. He says, the refs were blind. Oh, jumping off what Nick said. They were obviously... They obviously blown calls all throughout the game. I watched the game again, counting how many times Jameis got hit, got his head hit, slapped, or was hit after the pass. Yep, again, jumping off what Nick said. Maybe that was, maybe that should be a Bucks drinking game. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing a ref shirt to work tomorrow. Maybe if we support them more, they will support us back. <sighs> I, I Honestly, I wish it was the case. If it was, I'd wear black and white every day at work and probably get fired over it. <laughs> Before we go on to this next point, what do you think about that? About about the refs? Yeah. I mean I mean we can we can see it across the league. It's just it's been very bad, very inconsistent. No um, fun league. I, yeah, exactly. I don't and you know the problem is they, they change the rules every year. I just don't think these refs understand what is yeah. you know, what is this, what is that versus, you know, pass interference or not pass interference what is a catch we we see fans <laughs> we see fans today like a ball is clearly incomplete the defender picks it up and it starts running it back and the fans go crazy and we and the refs just let that happen i'm yeah. like do you guys know what incomplete is like the quarterback clearly threw it to the ground that is incomplete and we just play it off like it's a touchdown it's like uh, it's just crazy i mean i think there's one one play in a game yesterday that yeah the ball clearly dropped defender picked it up and just just ran off and they called it interception like it, it's just it's not good <laughs> maybe because they're calling the stupid roughing the penalty yeah. roughing the passer penalties right. like oh let's just give them some glimmer of hope oh no but we're gonna call it back <laughs> dumb i mean we, yeah. we kind of went over it with nick's question right right uh, uh, we should make it a drinking game if y'all want to do it Tweet us back. Let's do it. <laughs> and we'll all cheers each other live on Twitter. Uh, number two, he said, the secondary reacts way too slow. I agree. Aside from Whitehead, it felt like our secondary regressed back to last year. Minter seemed out of place most of the day from the linebacker spot, although he did have nine tackles and he led us in tackles. Um, how many holds did the Saints actually get away with during the game? That actually applies to the flags again but mm -hmm. that was the second question about secondary being out of place yeah it's a young secondary again and mark touched on it earlier in the podcast he was you know it's pretty much these guys are learning a new defense it's a lot of things going on uh, a lot of complexity to it as far as guys moving around moving in certain spots when blitzes come you know guys have to be at a certain uh, position on the field and yeah, they're they're slow right now. I mean, they're just they're not getting to their spots. You know, Mike Edwards is struggling, VH3. You know, all of them are struggling to, you know, get into the right pop, proper place to make plays. And then if they are there, we're not making the plays. So um, it's just it's a bad uh, combination right now. And hopefully it gets fixed as they move forward. Um, you know, Sean Murphy Bunting came out today and he says, you know, have patience with the with us fans. We're going to get better. We're going to get it on track. And, you know, I hope he's right. I, I think he will be. You know, I think these guys will get better as, as the season goes along. To that point, I think 
MJ Stewart, I saw way more good than bad. I didn't really see him well, I think that, that much. I think that goes with with Bruce Arians was talking about about get certain guys being soft and you know other guys you know not being and, and playing their their job like they're supposed to. And I think MJ Stewart is one of those guys that is playing just aggressive all out. And some of these other guys are being way too hesitant as far as being soft and not coming and, and trying to make the play. And to that credit, I mean, I don't think we have regressed back to last year at all. No. I mean, there's still guys around the play. When you're blitzing a lot more, there's going to be one-on-ones. We touched on this the last podcast. Mm-hmm. There's one-on-ones. There's going to be space. Again, if there's confusion and guys don't know where to be, there's going to be wide open space. But the thing is, there aren't wide open guys immediately off the snap. It's like two or three seconds. If the, set, if the pressure's not there, there's going to be an open guy. Yeah. And we just didn't get enough pressure, let's be honest. I mean, when Barrett had one-on-ones, he wasn't really winning one-on-ones. We'll touch on what they did to stop him later, but Mm. even the big guards slowed down Vita Vea and Dominican Sue. You barely got their names out. They doubled Vita Vea almost every damn time. Sue had to beat a one-on-one, and these bigger guys were slowing him down. Um, But do I think they regress? No, I think they just need to learn. Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, like you touched on, they just need to know where they need to be when a good team is playing against them. There need there needs to be gap control. There needs to be assignments hit. Know where you need to be. Don't guess. And to Bruce Arian's point, yeah, we're soft. Mm-hmm. Be aggressive. Punch someone at the line. Not in the face, but punch them, jab them, mm-hmm. mess up their route. Slow them down. I mean, Sean Murphy Bunting is that. He's soft right now. He's thinking. Yeah. The interception was based on luck and a bad throw. The, ba- the It was behind Kamara. He bobbled it, and it happened to fall, a gift. Mm-hmm. Christmas came early for Murphy Bunting. Does he have the athletic ability and just – I don't know. What else can I say about it? He does have athletic, athletic ability. He just needs to get his head in the game, and then he'll be there. Is he soft? No, I just think he's thinking too much. But I think that's how BA's way of pushing him to do it was. Same thing like how he was with VH3. Oh, you ain't going to be on the, on the practice uh, tee or his practice uh, squad or whatever the hell he said when VH3 didn't practice. Mm-hmm. And that put a fire in his ass. And guys, Hargraves did have some bad damn plays. I'll be honest. And people were mad that he didn't put up more. I work. <laughs> it's kind of hard to put up everything. But I mean... Do I think we regressed? No. Do I think they need to learn a hell of a lot more? Yes. And I think this is just part of the learning process of going from a 4-3 to a 3-4 aggressive scheme and just knowing where to be if all these guys are going in that fast. Because you got to be at your spot immediately. There's no thinking. And that's part of the process. I just And then Kevin Minter, yes, I agree. He's not made for this defense. He's, he's a run stopper. He's a two-down linebacker in my opinion. We need Devin White out there. That's another point. Why the hell is Devin White active? There's an emergency linebacker. Bullshit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. don't even activate him. Don't if he's not ready. Don't don't, don't even. The justification he put out there was dumb. But yeah. he's going to be back this week against the Panthers, so that's good news. All right, one more. I'm, I'm over talking. And they used to be Cannon, be Cannon Moore, so. I didn't even see him once. <laughs> but uh, number three, he says, Jameis played well for the most part considering his line left him out to dry. I agree. Almost every play, and especially after Dotson left. And then he adds, love the podcast. Appreciate the solid perspective. London's calling. Thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, Jameis playing well, and then O-line leaving him out to dry. 
Yeah, I thought Jameis was was okay yesterday. Um, you know, offensive line, yeah, they could have been better, um, especially in pass protection. But again, you got to look at you know what's being called. There, there was a lot of vertical, a lot of vertical stuff. You know, a lot of just, you know, and Mark talked about this last week about the offense being patient, and you know, for whatever reason, I I think we just try to rush the game plan a little bit too much and trying to you know, get those big shots when really it wasn't necessary. And there's just some questionable third down calls um, trying, you know, instead of trying to move the chains, I mean, we're just, we're going for that big chunk play and trying to force that a little bit too much. Um, we needed to be smarter and 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 how we called the game uh, to help Jameis out. And, you know, I thought Jameis for the most part was, was pretty solid. Uh, again, I didn't see anything that he did that was, you know, blatantly, you know, awful as far as the game goes. So, yeah, and jumping off what you said, Jameis did what he was asked to do. Yeah, exactly. Again, the, the play call was a lot of deeper routes. Like a bunch of times, even on third down, was long developing routes. And like Beef Tongue said, Rob Dunlap, we, we the line just didn't put up. Yeah. I mean, it, maybe it's because Kappa broke his forearm. <laughs> okay, uh, maybe it's because Dunlap just – Dunlap, uh, <laughs> Dotson, yeah, just may have missed something, or maybe he's showing his age. But he's way better in his backup, yeah. to be honest. But they just weren't prepared, and didn't play up to par of how good they have been. Yeah. Jameis did what he was asked to do. Did he make mistakes? Yeah, like why throw a one-on-one ball to your shortest receiver on a third-down play? Dumb move. Some of those picks, they could have been picks if the Saints didn't actually make a dumb flag. What was the other intercepted interception he made? Uh, that was early in the game. That's where he got hit as he threw it and it just went to the middle of the field. Again, that, that, yeah. that could have been a decision where it's like, James, just throw it away. Right. Or just eat it, take yeah. the sack. Yeah. And to that point, I guess uh, Stephen Beck had a bunch of things to say about Winston and eating the ball or taking the sack. A lot of the times, yeah, it was the offensive line just playing like trash. It was. And I'll openly say it, yeah. In the heat of the game, everyone wants to be like, oh, I know what's best. I, I I called this. Listen, until you actually go back and watch it, you don't know anything. Like Stephen Beck said, you it's that zoomed in. You don't know what the routes were. You don't know who's really open. The one we did argue about, I still think Barber could have – he could have thrown it at Barber's feet because he did evade Cameron Jordan once. He could have just thrown it away immediately, but he just – the instinct in him is, I got to make a play. And he bounced back inside, and it, the blocker stopped blocking, and he got sacked. Mm-hmm. But then again, at the end of the day, he scored a touchdown next play. But Winston, he's doing his job of what he's being asked to do. I think they needed to ask him to do different things instead of just look deep. That's play calling. That's coaching. Uh, and thank you, Rob Dunlap, Beef Tongue, and Twitter. Let's move on to the next email. It goes to Dmosh. He says, hey, guys. Why did the pass rush suck so bad Sunday? Did it did it seem like Shaq dropped into coverage more than usual? Question, Demetrius. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was just more of what the Saints were doing. Uh, Saints did a, a good job of you know taking things away. Uh, the offensive line played played really well. Uh, they double teamed Shaq. Um, they double teamed uh, Vita Vea. They just they took a lot of things that we were trying to do and. Um, they did a good job of stopping it. They they max protected on our on our uh, blitzes when they did come, so they picked up the blitz well. 
and just gave Teddy time to, to make plays downfield, and that's what they did. So it really wasn't anything the pass rush didn't do or didn't try. It was just the Saints doing their job, and uh, they did a good job at it. I mean, Teddy Teddy also got rid of the ball quickly. Um, he got the ball out you know, fast and got it to his playmakers. So, yeah, so here are my positives and negatives from things I saw in the game. So Barrett did get doubles at times. He had – it wasn't really tackles. It was a double tight end or a tight end and a running back would chip at him that delays his pass rush, especially if it's not against just one-on-one. But he didn't win many of his one-on-ones either, maybe because he's expecting a double, maybe it's in his head, or maybe the tackles just did that good of a job. Barrett just didn't get – to the quarterback as much as he did in these previous games. They did double Vita Vea a lot. They relied a lot on, let's see if Sue can get to the quarterback as much as these other two. He didn't. He did at times, in which he had to force the ball, and which was incompletions, and those were times where we actually took over on downs and we could get a punt and actually proceed mm-hmm. forward, but our offense would shit the bed again. <laughs> but the defense itself, they – Pass rush wasn't there. The times they would blitz out, blitz up the A gaps, did well. That's what they do best. I don't know why they didn't consistently do that. Maybe because they were scared about the secondary. I don't know. But the Saints, in their defense, did a lot of damn things that scheme against it. They they knew the Bucks are very aggressive. They want to do a man defense. One huge decision they had in the fourth quarter, where Kamara was wide the hell open. I was like, how is that possible? How is your one player you'd need to cover wide the hell open and gets like 15 20 yard gain mm-hmm. they put him on the left side of the of the quarterback they hike the ball and he runs to the right side of the quarterback you usually see that running back go out to the flats on the same side mm-hmm. he went the other way they just dumped it off to him the man that was supposed to be manned up, manned up on him was on the, the opposite side so he had to run all the way across the field so no one no man accounted for him right. smart play that's just a better coaching staff knowing how to defeat a defense. That's looking at the other opponent and making your decisions off of them, mm-hmm. and which will lead to my next point later in the podcast about Jameis saying, oh, we just need to do us. Mm-hmm. No, you got to look at the weaknesses and attack. We've always been about that, and I just – that's what the Saints did. And they, they manned up. They knew how to slow down Barrett. They couldn't stop him. They knew how to slow down Vita Vea. They couldn't stop him. They let other guys beat them. And those other guys didn't do it. And Nassib, why they drop a Nassib back so much, I don't know. Every time Nassib would go in, he'd either delay the, the handoff or he was in. I oh. There's a lot of things I have to say. But at the end of the day, we were still competitive. We were still in the game. We didn't get blown out. Mm. It was a good game. Yeah. And let's move on to Twitter questions. Again, those from our email, those at RealBucksTalk at gmail.com. Guys, at Robux, RealBuckstock at gmail.com, guys. If you ever want to get a question in, just drop it in there. We're always going to hit those first. Audios, please. You saw how funny and how good those were. Drop it in there because I love to hear the, I hear the emotion. But let's jump into questions on Twitter. Let's go to the first one. So he says, this is from at Dennis Babinco. He says, I think it's time we raise big concern over our defense. Okay, here we go again. Reminds me of the old Shano days when we were great against the run and our secondary 
Oh, I pooped on that one. Our secondary would get smoked. What can Bulls do to help our corners? Why did the Why did we continue to play one on one versus Thomas? <laughs> hey, that, that's a great question. I I think it just goes back to you know this is a new coaching staff, uh, players learning a new scheme. I think I think the coaches and players have to do a better job of understanding one another. What is expected um, from the players? You know, the coaches understanding you know what players can do. All that goes hand in hand uh, together. So, with this defense that the Bucks run, you know, pass rush has to be there. You know, pass rush and coverage work together, and it's got to be in sync for this defense to work. Um, pass rush wasn't there yesterday, like it was against the Rams. That way, you know, if it was, if the pass rush could get there, like it was against the Rams, we would have had more turnovers. That would have led to more points, um, but it just didn't happen. I mean, this defense is predicated. Predicate, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Predicated? Yes, that. <laughs> I can't speak. Um, that. Have you been drinking? No, surprisingly. I had pumpkin pie, maybe that's what it is. But, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's, uh, it's based off of turnovers, and that's what this defense likes to get done. And, you know, we had the one yesterday, and that just, that wasn't enough, but it did lead to seven points. So, yeah, I mean, what can they do? I mean, they just got to understand each other better and, and be on the same page. It just hasn't hasn't gone to that part yet. I agree with all points. You you said it perfectly. Like the pass rush and the secondary work together. The pass rush is predicated on the secondary. It's true. I mean, if you're going to play that aggressive, it has to get there. Or like we say about Jameis in the offensive line. If the D-line doesn't get there and the blitz doesn't get there, you're leaving your secondary out to dry. Right. That's just how this team is meant to be. Right. And you, they, 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 made, they made changes in the second half. I'll say that. Yeah. They, they, they delayed blitz on the A-gaps, right. which was smart. I mean, obviously the bigger guards were clogging the holes, and Vita Vea and Sue were just getting clogged up at times. Yeah. So you had to delay blitz, and they, it started to work. That's a smart defensive play caller making changes. But still, it's down the field is where they're messing up. Like, you got to be able to understand where to be when there's two or three guys on your one side. And that's where they're messing up. And I think later in the season, you're going to start seeing it get better. Again, like you, I'm not totally pissed off. It's just a really good team we lost against. Yes, it sucks that it's against Teddy Bridgewater instead of Drew Brees. But still, I mean... This is a good coach that knows how to utilize what he has in front of him. We are a very young team that is learning everything at once. This is a coach that's been there six plus years. Yeah. <laughs> Things have to be learned for you to run them properly. And this is a veteran team. This is hey, it is it's big difference. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, I, you got one team that's you know their Super Bowl very you know they could win the super bowl this year versus a a team that is trying to get to a point where winning is consistent and and trying to reach the playoffs for what has been a very long time since last you know since last time they've done it so yeah two different con you know types of teams uh, that were going up against each other yesterday but i did like the bucks the fight you know that they had and they competed it wasn't a blood bloodbath by any means. It was a good game. Um, just a couple of plays here or there. It could have been us winning that game. So, yeah, it, it's again, it's, it's. I mean, he's talking about the defense. Yeah, the defense just has to learn more. I've said it early. I've saw it, said it often. There was going to be a point where they had to learn. The pressure was there, and now they have to learn how to improve in the secondary. 
is it going to be like Mike Smith? Is it going to be like Greg Schiano, like Dennis Babenko said? I honestly don't think it will be. I think it's they genuinely believe in themselves saying, no, we're going to get it fixed. It wasn't like coaches prior where they're like, oh, we don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going on. And even the players revolting. Oh, it, I, we don't know. Someone's got to do their job. Someone's got to, No, they know they have to do their job. Right. And if they do their job and they do it correctly, they're going to do it right. It's accountability, and that's one thing Bruce Arians harps on. And obviously, they, they're being accountable. The coaches are rubbing off on the players. That's what you want to see. Right. You don't want to see crumbling and crashing. Again, you're in the game. It's not you're getting your butt stomped. Yeah, right. they could have easily gave up on that game yesterday, and they had that long, you know, seventeen play drive to get it down to seven points. Um, and you know, they had their opportunities to come back. Yeah. It just, just didn't happen. Um, again, you have to move on. You got to come back uh, this upcoming week and get a win. Again, three and three at the bye is not the worst thing in the world. Um, but you got to get to three. And three. You got to get to three and three. It's going to be a hard fought game against the Panthers, and we'll get to that later in the week. But yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, cons- not going to. You know, panic over it. You know, again, these these young guys they got they got to learn. And then, lastly, on his point of why do we continue to play one on one versus Michael Thomas? Because that's the way this defense is set. I mean, and that's what the Saints knew. This is an aggressive defense. That's what you guys have been asking for. And now that they do one on one, they blitz. You're mad. I mean, yeah, guys, you got to think it's a give and take. If you get pressure. You're going to have to have less guys in the secondary. And you just so happen to have one-on-one with Hargraves, who he did mess up sometimes. Was there a flag on some of these plays Were against the offense? Yeah. They didn't get called? Yeah. But, I mean, does he need to play better? Yes. There were some where he was just out of place. He went inside and then would turn from the inside, not just bounce back outside. I was talking about that with Plessa before the podcast. Things where you just you got if you're a veteran move you got to make a veteran move. It, I agree. One on one versus Thomas was expected though. You just got to make him get off his route early on, and that's why. I mean, that, we're soft, Brazilians again. That's why I led the podcast with that. We're soft. If you jam people at the line, their routes get upset. The pressure gets there faster. The throw is errant. It could be a pick. It could be a tip. It could be a whole an incomplete pass. God, how we wish for that. <laughs> but they go one-on-one because this is the way this defense is supposed to be played. The players just need to play the defense. Uh, let's go on to the last question on Twitter. It's from Beware the Bay Podcast. This is Minka Frank on Twitter. He says, do you expect Todd Bowles' defense to look a little more exotic than it has so far than it has been so far. Ronnie Barber and others said we hadn't seen the vast majority of the defensive looks in the playbook, but I almost feel like it looked more exotic in preseason. Just me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it it could be, you could see some different things as far as the one thing that upsets me that I haven't seen it. And they did it last week against the Rams is rotating coverage underneath um, to take some of those short throws away, especially the slant patterns. Um, you know, I would like to see that they do that more with their linebackers and rolling guys to where they need to be, um, but it just hasn't happened. So uh, with that said, you know, the Bucks. Um, yeah, I mean, they it's it's going to be a learning process. They have to get better as, as, as time goes on. So 
They just have to they have to figure things out as far as doing more exotic things. Yeah, they could do that, but uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, the question was he thought he saw more exotic things in the preseason. The preseason, everyone truly runs vanilla stuff. Did you see more exotic things? No, you saw the same thing they're running right now. It's just against lesser competition. Yeah. Like they were getting in better. I mean, Jack Barrett played into the fourth quarter in, at times. Mm-hmm. He's a leading sacker. So you have a dominant player playing against a, a guy that's not even going to make the team. Yeah. You, it's just... I think execution is just better overall as far as what you're facing from your opponent. Yeah. I mean, that was, that's, that was the case yesterday. The Saints just game plan perfectly. Uh, they had things that just worked against what we were doing. Um, yeah, you would like to see some adjustments be made. I think one adjustment that could be on its way is uh, Jamel Dean getting into the starting lineup, putting him out there. He's a guy that they drafted for a reason. He's got size and speed. That's how they want to play him and Carlton Davis. I think you could see that kind of combination, maybe move VH3 back into the slot. But it's just going to be a learning process. They they just have to get better as far as what they have to do on each play, what their job is, understanding their job, and then going out there and doing it the best of their abilities. I agree. I mean, it's you truly could see Dean out there. Do I think it's going to be soon? I'm not as confident as Plus. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I mean, mean that it, if things continue the way they are, I could see changes. But right now, I think they're going to go with who they got, which is VH3 and Carlton, and just see if you know the learning process can uh, be expedited and they they get better as the season goes. Fair enough, fair point. But you can't allow thirty points every week. That that shit's got to stop. I mean, if you want to win, you got to stop allowing thirty points, and they got to get better, you know, and you got to get the results now. These guys are professionals. They got to do their job. Damn. Point taken. <laughs> I'm not even going to add to that. So with that said, thank you for the question, guys. Questions, guys. And keep sending them in. Keep sending emails. Yes. Please, because those are the best. Well, I mean, That's the sweet stuff. We, like, we like the sweet stuff. Yeah. We're yeah. 37 minutes in, and it was based all of, all, off of your guys' questions. But with that said, let's move into our own opinions on this game. And plus, I'll let you take it. Give okay. me your opinion on the offense our, our offense versus their defense. Okay. Offensively, I think, I mean, you pretty much hit on this. I think we should have ran the ball a little bit more. I think Rojo needs more carries. The guy is electric. He's shown that he's the best running back on this team. Uh, he needs to be given the football. Uh, I thought we were running it well early on, and for whatever reason, we had dumb plays as far as throwing out passes to Scotty Miller, who that's just – beyond stupid so (laughs) i would have liked to seen us use oj and cam we used them in the first drive and cam even had a nice little pass over the middle i would have liked to seen just plays like that where you're having these guys just running in routes over the middle cutting across it's easy completions for Jameis. it moves the chains and that's what i think the bucks needed to focus on is just getting first downs instead they try to go for touchdowns and big plays and it just wasn't there the saints did a great job of covering our play action passes, getting downfield with our linebackers and making sure the the deep half of the field was covered. Um, you you got to game plan better, and there's got to be ways to isolate your matchups and one-on-ones to get uh, mismatches on weakness, weaknesses. I thought they had that with Chris Godwin pretty much the whole game, and for whatever reason, they didn't go to it like they did against the Rams. I mean, the Rams game plan was perfect because they attacked mismatches all day, but for whatever reason against the Saints, 
they didn't take advantage. They didn't isolate the weakest opponent, and they didn't attack him for whatever reason. Uh, and that was pretty much it. Um, other than that, I didn't have any complaints. I thought the 17-play drive was really good. I thought Jameis had a good game for the most part. A couple bad decisions here and there, but I just didn't like that they didn't go to their money guys when it was when it was third down and or even you know second down, whatever. They just didn't go to their money guys enough. Okay, so I'm going to jump off what you were saying. Yes, the preview of the Saints game, I said we should make this thing slow, win it late. It's going to be a close game. It was a close game. We just didn't play smart. Like you just said, we tried for go for deep plays. And I guess this goes to the credit of Brazilians is no risk it, no biscuit. Yeah, they tried to force it way too much. I mean – Winston should not be waiting in the pocket that often. He should not. It's got to be especially quick. when you have so many damn weapons. It's That's be my quick, biggest thing. It's got to be quick rhythm and just timing routes. It just it, okay. It kind of pisses me off. I just I don't know. Okay, so I'll say this: Winston did what he had to do, which I said earlier. Rojo averaged four yards a carry. Should have gotten the ball way more than he did. He got nine carries. Barber had eight. Do not tell me that we were down so we couldn't run the ball. That's bull crap. We were never really truly down. If you're down 28, okay, you don't have a choice. you got to throw the ball, a la Cutter. If you're down 7, if you're down 10, if you're down 14, you're not truly down, especially if you have a whole half to make up that. Not truly down that bad because one touchdown gets you one score away. That's a pick six. You know, your offense doesn't even have to touch the field. Don't tell me that. Run the ball. It was working. The one drive that we had that worked, we took up like eight minutes. I don't even know how long it was. I'm guessing with eight minutes. We ran the ball. We threw short. We ran the ball, threw short, and in. There was no outside passes. And it worked. Mm-hmm. Godwin got a lot of catches. Rojo ran the ball. Rojo caught the ball. And then we get away with it. We get away from it. When we stop them on defense and we have a chance to come back and tie it, I think it was like two or three possessions where we didn't do crap. And the defense actually actually stood up. The offensive play call has got to get better. I know even Byron Leftwich is learning. This is his second year doing this. This is what? his This is five games now. Yeah. yeah how many games did he take over for in the Cardinals? Mm, I think it's six, like seven. Sec- second half of the season. So, so either eight. way, isn't it an official one year of being a play caller? Right. He's got to learn. He's got to learn. Yeah. And he, say, he said it in, in press conferences before. He's got to learn. I thought the Rams game, he understood. Okay, you attack their weaknesses. And then you move on to what you do best, which is hitting your Mike Evans, hitting your O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard and Brady should have been immediate targets immediately in the middle of the field. Brate, they did it once in the first drive. Never went to it again. I know. Stupid. And someone, someone made a point of saying, oh, that get, was frustrating. It's getting Brate the ball 10% or 20% of the time, and OJ Howard's on the field 80%. OJ Howard's a better player, to be honest. He is. Not by contract, but by player, he is. Yeah. Get him the ball. I, I give up on them, say, on them saying, I'm going to get him the ball because they're not going to. It's stupid. How. how let me see. How many targets he have? He had two targets, one reception, 10 yards. <laughs> yeah, Beautiful. Not, Mike Evans, three targets, zero catches. Yeah, that's not good. 
it's just funny like how they use their guys. All deep routes. I, I mean, I'm not going to down them too bad. They just got to learn. Yeah. Again, this is an, a young offensive play caller and a young defense learning a defense that is very aggressive. There, there can be holes. They got to put it together. The fact that they only lost by seven to a great team without their Hall of Fame quarterback, I'll admit that. Mm. But still, they, they're always in the damn game. They just need to put it damn together. And it pisses me off. It pisses you guys off. I know. But at the end of the day, it's close. I'd rather be in a close game where I know we have a chance as opposed to being down 28 immediately and hoping we can fight back. Right. <laughs> I, either way, they, they should have run the ball more. Jameis Winston was just throwing the calls he was meant to throw. Maybe he should just audible yeah. more. He's got to. But... I did like the Scotty Miller end around positive. I did like the fact that Roto still is showing he now he can catch a ball. Yeah, he's confident. He he's so damn good. I agree. Get him the ball more. Other than that, you got to use your weapons better. Pinpoint black and white. Yeah. Enough on the offense. Unless you have anything else to add. No, that's it. I mean, <laughs> defensively, I mean, it's. Pretty much what we talked about earlier. Uh, they just they got to get better understanding of what they're asked to do and got to be in the right spots and make plays. Uh, defensive front four has to win. Uh, you know they they have to win up front. You got to win your on your blitzes, and that's all I got for the defense. So. <laughs> that's pretty much it. I agree. Barrett's got to win his one on ones. Sue, if you're going to be one on one, you got to win as well because they're doubling V to V a lot. Uh, I don't understand this dropping NASA back up in coverage so much. I understand the Barrett because Barrett's he's good at everything pretty yeah. much. I mean, start keep blitzing the A gap because it works. If you got to delay blitz it, do it. But it's working. It's the only thing that's been working all season. Keep doing it. Yep. If I haven't seen a, a corner blitz in a while, so maybe we try one of those and send one of these linebackers back. But it's the secondary will learn. I, I, I have a feeling they will. I just know they will. They're very young. I agree with Sean Murphy, Sean Murphy Bunting. Give them a chance. They will learn. This isn't the Mike Smith defense. Defensively, all you can say is they're going to learn. Because right now, I can't say for a fact anyone is doing that great. Jordan Whitehead needs to catch interceptions. Don't worry about your pretty face hitting the ground first. Catch the damn ball. You get a ball inside the damn 15-yard line, we're right there. We score, we're tied. And he drops it. Like I, They're watching the replay. I'm like, what the hell happened? You had both hands there. It hits both your forearms, and they don't even close. You, you're like, yeah. I don't know. Like yeah. yeah. And that you can't even say gator arms. He just it hit both forearms, and they just didn't close, and he didn't even look like he tried to catch the ball. I, I don't know. Yeah. If you want to be a great player, you got to make those plays. I hope he's getting reamed for that because he is a good player, and I've always been his proponent. But, again, you're on that brink of being a, a good player or just a great player. Or just a player. <laughs> or a great player. Make those plays because yeah. that's a game-deciding get, pick right there. We make that interception, we tie the game. I guarantee it. Mm. <laughs> uh, enough said. I mean, we could have tied the game on that and then – it's a whole other ball game. We could be winning the game. Yeah. But defense will learn. They will get better. 
Devin White, come back, please. You're the X Factor to me. Jamel Dean, get healthy. Slowly progress to be the starting outside outside linebacker. Outside corner. You could play linebacker. (laughs) Truly. But, I mean, other than that, let's move on to special teams. Matt Gay. He did great. He did. He made everything he needed to make. That's it. Punter, eh, so-so. Punter, so-so. Still. But at least they didn't allow any returns. And they they did force a fumble, and they did recover it, but it was not called. Nope. And that's the ref's (laughs) shitty fault again. And I'm happy that they did shut down the permit return guy. I think they had one return, but that was a block in the back, so it didn't count. So never mind. So we're good. I mean, good good special teams. Special teams showed up. Defense, not so much. Right. Offense needs to learn how to attack weaknesses. Exactly. And you know what? Let me play this because (laughs) we had to talk about this. Uh I don't agree with this. And I'll tell you why. Jameis, speak. Uh, we just got to focus on us, be the best us, uh, not try to uh, worry about the other, point, uh, other opponent. We got to be best at what we do. And if we can uh, be good at what we do, uh, we'll win football games. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> but to me, don't worry about the other opponent is a dumb statement. I'll let you defend it, but to me, you got to look at the other opponent, see who's covering who, and then attack that weakness that you know is there. Game week planning needs to be, I'm going to attack this guy because he's smaller against this one corner, one wide receiver I have. Or he's just not good. I'm going to run him dry until they make the decision to, to cover and double that guy. Case in point, Godwin all damn day until they take one guy away from Evans. Evans one-on-one, then I go to Evans. That's my biggest point. And that's what good offenses do. That's what the Saints do. That's why Mike or Michael Thomas gets points, gets catches, because they utilize him inside, outside, and they see, okay, they're not they're gonna put Levante David on me? <laughs> Dumb. Okay, I'm gonna throw it right to you real really fast. Immediately knowing a decision to make. We don't do that. We run our offense because if we're going to run what we do best, it sounds like cutter to me. And I don't like hearing that shit. But defend it. Go. I'm not going to defend it because no, I. Oh, you made make some defense. I just I agree with what you say as far as attacking weaknesses, and that's obviously something that they have to get consistent about, and and they've shown it at times during this year so far. But for whatever reason, they didn't do it enough yesterday against the Saints. Now that could be something that the Saints showed differently, and they did. And I think the Saints did a good job of taking things away. I thought they did a good job of taking away our play action pass. They did a good job of taking away Mike Evans, obviously. So there are some good things that the defense did, and it's, it's not always. And I and I look at this coaching staff. I think they do look at the opponents, and they do do what you say as far as attacking weaknesses. But for whatever reason, it just didn't work in this game plan that they build up. Now, to Jameis' point, as far as what he was saying and what I will defend, I think he's saying if we do our job and we execute how we're supposed to execute, then no one can stop us. And that's what I think his message is. I think that's what he's talking about. If we do what we do best, and that is playing smart football and executing the plan, I think we can win, and that's what he's trying to say. But... At the same time, yes, I'm not happy with those comments. I think he sh- we need to focus on attacking weaknesses more. Obviously, it needs to be a point and a focus going forward. And I agree to that point if we're attacking weaknesses first. Yes. If game plan is, and I see think, this I think that is Eli the- Apple as a weakness over Lattimore, yeah. okay. 
Do not tack Eli Apple if it's a 5'10", 5'9", wide receiver. <laughs> That's I, I just don't get it, I especially on big money downs. I agree. I agree with that. It, and do it early and often. So they have to make changes later in the game. That's when you switch. That's what great teams do. That's what I, I try and portray here in the podcast. But I guess people will say, no, Winston's not the wrong. <laughs> so Some people are so adamant on one side or the other. Oh, yeah. Look at both sides and see what's going on. Yes, I love the Bucks. I love them. I think they should win every damn game. I'm the Buck in that way. But then I look at it where we're not doing shit. To attack mismatches, to to fill in voids or holes, I'm not blind to see that we do stuff like that. Am I a true fan? Hell yeah. But it's just, you see this all the time. It, like, yeah, we got to keep learning. We got to keep getting better. And the fact that we lost by seven to a great team, okay. Let's move on to a team that has a, <laughs> a backup quarterback playing and a, a running back that we know how to shut down. In London, let's yeah. the game that we need to win. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, it's early game that we need to win, but just do it, man. Like right. you're you're better than a lot of teams. Use your guys to your advantage. Yeah, every That's game a, is a must win. It is, but but, uh, but with that being said, I, I guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Again, thank you guys for the questions. Uh, keep come, keep bringing them in. Uh, you keep can, coming. yeah, keep them coming. You can send them to the email, uh, realbuckstalk at gmail uh, hit us up on Twitter like always. You guys are doing a great job of that. We'll be sure to have more videos up uh, throughout the week. Uh, we'll have more film review of the Panthers, and we'll have a preview podcast coming probably later this week sometime. Uh, but with that being said, everybody have a great week and go Bucks. <laughs>